0: Good morning world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Independently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I truly hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get into the podcast, here's a brief word from our sponsor Anchor. Just kidding, we don't have any sponsors. Here's a brief disclaimer. Enjoy the episode. The views and opinions expressed by past, present, and future guests of Zen Independently Minded have not been expressed by me, and they may not be shared by me. The views and opinions that I express independently minded are of course satirical come on guys if this is a hard concept for you to grasp and you're listening to this episode and you're confused stop take a deep breath and do this thought experiment if you like what i said maybe you can assume and you can tell yourself that it's my real opinion if you don't like what i said just convince yourself that this is satire because this podcast is satire and this is of course a character nobody would have these real opinions would they Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. How's it going, guys? It's your boy, SoundCloud Rapper, little hiatus. Back from my time at Gitmo, doing journalism for Vice and for BuzzFeed, with a new episode of Who It. Hope you guys are doing well. It's been a while. So I think this is the, actually the longest I've taken off in between podcasts. I didn't realize how much time had passed till about last week, but it's very, I was really busy last week with, with final assignments for school. Uh, I had to work overtime. Uh, I had to, you know, do some frontline reporting with BuzzFeed and Vice. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm going to be out of a job there because Vice and BuzzFeed are both going bankrupt. I believe Vice is looking for a seller and, uh, Please, someone buy it. Please, please, I need a job. But obviously there's a lot to talk about. I mean, I've been away for a while because for the longest, there was, for the first like three weeks, there was nothing to talk about. There really was nothing to talk about. I was taking a break, contacting uh, sponsors, trying to get sponsors for this podcast, you know, thinking about revamping my narration channel, my scary story channel. Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes and, you know, just, just needed a break. You know, I, 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 know I take a lot of breaks here, but doing the podcast isn't that easy. I don't have a script. I told you I have a couple scraggled down notes in my phone for things that I want to talk about. So it's not the easiest thing. It's not hard either, but you know, so, but obviously it's been a while since we last spoke. So there are going to be some things that I'm going to talk about, maybe a couple things that are outdated. Some things I might decide not to talk about. And some things that might pop up into my head that I'll talk about. And you know how it is. And it's independently minded. Nothing is coherent. Nothing makes sense. Let's get into it. First thing I want to talk about is Italy. So Italy, back to back, did something really cool and something kind of weird. But I understood both of them, okay? First one, Georgia Maloney, prime, new Prime Minister of Italy. Hated by most for reasons unknown because they're... I don't know. Because they... They're, they fall easy for pro, uh, for propaganda, they don't know how to think for themselves, critical thinking, blah blah blah, not taught in school, same thing as America, you know. Georgia Maloney passed a bill that is banning lab meat in all of Italy, banning fake meat, banning lab-made food to preserve Italians and Italian food culture. Hell yes. Brava, bellissima. That's what I have to say to that. That is a, that is a beautiful thing. I'm very very happy to see that. As someone who is one hundred percent Italian by heart and zero percent Italian by blood, I wholeheartedly, I've talked about it before. I think Italy is the, the the most beautiful place on earth. It's it has a diverse culture. A lot of people, you know, just think about spaghetti and meatballs, but Italy has such a diverse culture it's such a beautiful place. It has Sicily, which I haven't been to yet, but I, I I know people that live there that love it. I talk about how different it is from mainland Italy. There's Southern Italy. There's, you know, there's Naples, there's the Amalfi coast, there's Rome, there's the Northern part, which is some, it's kind of not even like Italy. It's got the Italian food. It's got the Italian the food is a little different, but they, they've got Italian architecture. They've got the beauty of Italian architecture. But they look like, they, they act, and the scenery looks like Germany. It looks like Switzerland. There's a lot of German-speaking Italians up there. Apparently, there's some kind of North versus South, you know, what do you call it? feud, just like there is in America. Not a feud, but, you know, people from the North, people from the West Coast will talk shit about people from the South, and the same the other way around. Italy's amazing. And I've heard that Italians have a they kind of have an identity problem. They haven't they're going through an identity crisis right now because of one the increased the increased, you know, globalization that the European Union has brought. Italy being part of the European Union, you know, kind of countries can lose their identity and and Italy has been going through this for a long time. Italy's talked about how they feel like they're just one large museum. People come to Italy and they just dwell on the past and they look at the past. And they're like, wow, look at Rome. Look at all this old architecture, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the time people are like, hey, you know, we still, got, we still got a lot of cool people being born today, making cool shit. For me, I can understand that part. But also, what if you're just not making cool shit anymore? I, I felt this way about architecture a lot recently. Not just with Italy, but the entire fucking world. So I've told you guys this. I live in Germany. There's still a lot of half-timber houses, you know, in in Germany. Those houses, the very iconic houses. When you think of Germany, you think of Christmas markets, and you think of those houses with the wood planks on the outside. That is one of the coolest, most but simply beautiful things about Germany. There are a lot of those buildings are being taken down, destroyed, and they're building blocks, they're building, like, Minecraft houses, they're building houses that look like influencers in the Hollywood Hills, which are still nice, they're still cool, don't get me wrong, but I remember I played Minecraft with my, with my wife when we first started dating, and I built this shitty house, which is just, like, a block in the ground, a square in the ground with some windows, my wife made one, too, and it looked like every single house that you see, like, a lottery winner win, and it's the same thing in Japan, I've noticed, because I've been studying Japanese, I've been wanting to visit Japan, I've been wanting to live, move to Japan, actually. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't know if I've actually talked about this on the podcast, but they have the same problem. They have those beautiful machias, uh, machias, the 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 old traditional homes like you see in Kyoto with the bamboo doors and the and they just look amazing. You know, they have a they have the the bamboo mats, they have in the middle of the house, they have a a Zen garden. You can drink tea in this room and blah blah blah. And if you look at Tokyo, there are still some of those buildings amongst the neon lights, but there's also just blocks. They're just squares. They look like prisons. They look like capsules, you know, like the Tokyo Capsule Hotel. So it could also be that. Italy is not what it used to be. Obviously, at one point, it was the greatest empire the world had ever seen. I, I still think there's an argument for why it is the greatest empire the world has ever seen, at least as far as impact on the world. Uh, you could also argue the United States is the greatest empire the world has ever seen. Short-lived, but powerful, in in, in and it grew in such a, a quick and insane fashion. But I also understand how annoying it can be for your city to rely on tourism. So a lot of people are always like, well, you know, the people in Venice are so rude because of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, Venice relies on tourism. Imagine being someone that's had a a, a local business passed down through generations. You know, your great, great grandparents created this restaurant or they created this wine, this uh, glass shop, this glass blowing shop or this whatever, this, this uh, sewing shop and you've been working hard It's honest work and you never want to leave this place because you've, you've, you know, this is, this is, I mean, it's Venice. Venice is, like I said, it's one of the greatest places on earth. I I love Venice to death. So all of a sudden, rich people, digital nomads, corporations are buying up the land around you. They're buying the buildings in front of you. They're building them higher. They're, they're promoting things with social media. They have a bigger workforce. All of a sudden you're losing business. I don't blame people for being upset with that. I also don't blame people for, you know, demanding that someone speaks the local language. Not refusing to do business with someone because they don't speak the language. I'm totally fine with that because it's your business. And, yeah, I just, I i, th- I think about how annoying Americans are. I work with them. I work around them. I see them. Uh... Sometimes I go to stores and they're around and I'm like, ugh. I start to run because I hear a kid screaming and I know that it's an American kid because German kids don't act like that. I know how annoying Americans can be. I know how annoying tourists can be. So I, I totally identify with Italians. But this is a nice this is a nice move to preserve Italian culture. Something that Giorgio Maloney ran her platform on. Being, uh, you know, Italian first. Kind of like America first. Uh, you know, Germany tried Germany first. Uh, Sweden is, is starting to go that way. Denmark is starting to go that way. So I like this move. The other move that, that Georgia Maloney also did was pass a law that is that will allow the Italian government to punish Italian businesses for using English words. This is another attempt to preserve Italian culture, Italian language. This is an odd one. Uh, I, again, might be... Good idea, kind of not really well thought through though, and poor execution. Because English is the business language. A lot of products are used, are made in English. A lot of products in Europe and in Asia have slogans that are in English. Even if the the company is Japanese or, or, or Russian or whatever. So this is an odd one. Punishing businesses for using English is weird because, again, what if you're in a tourist area, Rome, for example, and you rely on on tourist money to pay for, I don't know, half your shit? You have to have signs in English. You have to speak English. It's, it's, It's the business language. It's the number one most spoken language in the world. So, this is an odd one. I understand, though, what Georgia Maloney is doing. She's talked about preserving Italian culture and... These are her ways that she's going to go about it. Uh, I would like, I'm interested to see how she goes about attacking the EU, not attacking the EU, but defending Italy against the EU and its tyrannical ways of life. Uh, I did see that the EU is, is uh, introducing fines to Twitter for, I think I have some, maybe I'll get into that later, but yeah the EU has, has passed a bill uh multiple countries have passed bills where they're like hey this is some data collecting bullshit that were that you need to abide by and if you don't we can fine you you're going to have to pay the fine so it's bullshit like hey like the videos that you see in the UK hey this person got got was negatively affected they were they were given anxiety because of your tweet so come come in the paddy wagon and we're going to take you to the cell and give you fish and chips and make you listen to dance monkey on repeat so georgia maloney hasn't stood up to that so we'll see we'll see if she's just another another right-wing shill as they say uh the next thing i was going to talk about but i'm not going to cover anymore really uh i don't think is that oh before we move on there's another i have another georgia maloney italy thing so georgia maloney has has revived plans to build a bridge connecting mainland italy to sicily there are some worries about earthquakes and the Indrangheta and Cosa Nostra being empowered. So, if you guys don't know already, there is no bridge that connects Sicily to mainland Italy. There have been talks about it for a long time. It's, ne- it's never passed through. There was some funding that was allocated in the past, and then it ended up stopping, and then Giorgia Maloney revived the plans to build this bridge. So, the Indrangheta, if you guys aren't aware, is the Southern Mafia which is not the mafia that you're thinking of when you think of the United States Italian mob. That is the Cosa Nostra, which comes from Sicily. The Indrangheta is a very powerful branch of the Italian mafia. They operate all throughout Europe. They account for more than 2% of all of Italy's GDP. They've been cracking down on them. I saw that there were like 137 arrests, uh, or I mean in like 137 operations that led to arrests throughout Europe. To to crack down on the Italian Mafia. We'll see how effective that is. Uh, you know, I just imagine it's harder and harder and harder to operate in today's climate. There was that big Mafia boss who was caught in Spain. He had moved. He had fled to Spain. Opened a, a pizza restaurant, I think. And then he got caught outside by Google Maps while smoking a cigarette. And then you have the, the, the I think, the, the current leader of the Cosa Nostra in Sicily... He'd been on the run for 30 years, almost, after blowing up a highway that had anti-mafia politicians driving on it. So, I imagine it's getting harder and harder, but you know, the mafia will always exist. Mafias will always exist. You know, we still have cartels. We still have cartels in Colombia. We have cartels in Mexico. We have, we have, the Yakuza is still active. They're not, none of these Mafias are as big as they were before except for maybe the Sinaloa cartels cartel and the other cartels in Mexico I don't know I don't know enough about that stuff but I think it's interesting uh, also they're worried about earthquakes because the bridge would would go along or through the Straits of Messina the Strait of Messina which in 1905 or 1906 there was a there was an earthquake that killed a hundred thousand people. Which is really scary. So it'll be interesting to see how this works out. How much more funding they're gonna get, uh, what assistance they can get from people. China is trying to squeeze in and help engineer it, but I don't want that. Like I said, I know people who live in Sicily. I don't want to worry about them driving on a Chinese styrofoam and cheese made fucking bridge. Have you seen the infrastructure in China? Every single video that you watch of people falling through floors and buildings falling on people, and it—I've seen videos of people literally like wrapping their knuckles with like two pounds of pressure on the wall, and the shits falling apart because it's like made of Dunkin' Donuts or something. It? Please no, we don't. We don't want China to help engineer shit. No, thank you. Maybe algorithms to infect kids with fucking twerking videos and shit. I don't know next thing i want to talk about so finland joined nato this happened like a month ago but finland officially joined nato expanding nato for the first time since i think 2021 when a baltic state i think uh the great state the great nation of macedonia or whatever which is basically greece joined so this is interesting i don't i don't i absolutely do not fault Finland at all. Finland is close to, close to Russia. In the past, because I'm so bad at geography, I was like, oh, why the, Why does Finland care? Finland is very close to Russia. But this makes absolute sense. With Putin continuing his onslaught, I'm going to talk about him a little bit later. Uh, I completely understand why Finland joined NATO. This is... It's interesting because this is the thing. This is the... Prime reason, one of the main of many reasons why Putin even invaded Ukraine in the first place was that uh, that the promise was made back when NATO was created that it would never expand and it's expanded many times since then. And uh, this is probably not the last that we're going to see. I believe Sweden also put in its application to join NATO. It's either Sweden or... Sweden or Norway. Norway might already Norway's already a part of NATO. Sweden is not though, I believe. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. Also, Putin was Putin has accused the United States of trying to assassinate him. Uh then the they 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 he he first alleged that it was Ukraine with the help of the US because there was a drone strike attack. Uh, on Moscow. And of course, he did not get killed. But I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that someone either, you know, I, I would not doubt at all that Ukraine has tried to assassinate Putin many times, not even just during this invasion, but many times in the past. I'm sure I wouldn't put it past Zelensky to authorize an assassination of Putin without the United States approval. But I wouldn't be surprised if he did with the United States approval. Or if it was kind of one of those things where they're like, if you do it, I don't care. If you don't do it, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I thought that we were going to start scaling back aid for Ukraine. But recently, I think there was a $100 billion aid package that was passed. No, no, no. There wasn't $100 billion. That's how much we've sent uh, total, I believe. But we're also, we're, we are sending more aid to Ukraine. So... This proxy war is going to continue. Meanwhile, there's hell erupting in in Africa, in Sudan. There's hell erupting... I think... Weren't there just some strikes in Syria? Some drone strikes in Syria? There were some contractors killed in Syria. I didn't know there were contractors in Syria. I don't know if they were American contractors, but either way... We have hell erupting in the Middle East. Hell erupting in Asia. China is going to invade Taiwan. Probably before... Definitely before fall, definitely before the year ends. So, you know, we'll continue to spread ourselves, hopefully, not spread ourselves thin. Unless you're not an American and you don't, and you want America to lose, then in that case, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I, at this point, I've, after seeing what happened with COVID, after experiencing all the beauty of Europe, After making so many memories in Europe and finding out about all these places. Making a list of places I want to go to. After seeing how dystopian the education system is getting in America. How ugly people are being towards each other. How many fucking malls and stores and restaurants and clubs have been shot up since I last spoke. I'm not one to dwell on things that are I, I hate to say it but expected in the United States. I've talked about it before mass shootings, which is a very vague term it, uh, it tends to refer to a shooting in when in which four people, four or more people are injured. Mass shootings are common in the, in the United States, largely in part because of mental illness and because of how many guns and how many people there are in the United States not how many guns but how many people there are in the United States. There are more guns than people in the United States. The reason this is is because most people own multiple guns. But 80% or more of mass shootings are related to gang violence. There was one in Texas at a mall, uh, the youngest victim being a five year old. When I think about this stuff, all of this together has me realizing, you know, my country's lost. It's probably not going to come back anytime soon, if ever, and uh, I'm not going back. I'm not going to renounce my citizenship, but I'm not going to go back either. I've, at this point, almost refused to visit, even. So, yeah, it's getting old. Of course, if I was to go back to the United States for any reason, uh, it'd only be dead. And even then, I've said, do not even bring me back if I'm dead. Spread my ashes in three places that I love, and uh, keep the rest if there's any left. I... You know, if I was to go back for any circumstance, of course I would I would immediately go out and get my concealed carry license. i would take my wife to the shooting range, teach her gun safety, buy a fire, buy a firearm safe, and be strapped and ready. And even then, not going to be that safe because there's going to be places where I can't carry my weapon. There's going to be stores that I for that I go into that I can't carry my weapon in, or I'll forget to, or or my wife will go into by herself, and I just don't want to. I hate the idea of going to the grocery store, worrying about if I'm going to get shot. And yes, it might be an irrational fear. It might be an unreal fear, but it's a real. It is a, it is a rational fear at this point. You can't even go to the mall without getting shot. A five year old can't go to the mall with her family without getting shot. And it's not a gun problem. I've said this so many times before. It's not a gun problem. Guns do not shoot people. People shoot people. I know that's an overused saying, but it's true. Americans are... are people in general are losing their shit. It's, it's very obvious. This, I believe, looking into it, uh, I've been seeing some reports that some people, some people have been saying that this was a gang-related shooting. There was a tattoo on a guy's hand on the shooter uh, for the, the Allen Mall in Texas. Uh, the shooter was uh, uh, gang-affiliated. Gang I don't fucking care. People are being over-medicated. People are being taught that they should feel shame for being a male, for being white, for being conservative, for believing this, for believing that, listening to this music, watching this movie... I'm sick of it. So, sorry America, I'm never coming back. Not that anybody fucking cares, or knows who I am. So, the next thing I want to talk about, let's see, uh, si says, Ray Epps is clearly a fed. Ah, yes, Ray Epps, the famous, the famous, I think this, I think Ray Epps was the guy, that there's compilation videos of him, over multiple days, talking about trying to get crowds riled up, and being, uh, the, Him going to different crowds around January 6th, um, peaceful protests, saying, Come on, guys, we're gonna go there to the Capitol, we're gonna storm the Capitol inside, we're gonna go inside, we're gonna do this, we're gonna take our government, blah blah blah. And there are even a few videos where there's some people that are like, Fuck you, Fed, we're not going in the Capitol, you dumbass, we're just there to fucking protest. What the hell is your fucking problem? We got jobs, we got jobs, we got families, we're not gonna fucking storm the Capitol, you dumbass! Fuck you, Fed. Uh, is it's, it's kind of funny, but yeah, Ray Epps is clearly a Fed. Sixty Minutes, I believe, did an interview with him. You know they're gonna sympathize with him, like an organization that's funded by the federal government would do. So, next thing I wanted to talk about, Tucker Carlson is out of Fox News. Don Lemon is also out of of, of CNN. Don Lemon sucks, so I'm not gonna spend any time really on him. He's a shit shit anchor, he's not entertaining, uh, he's not a real journalist, he's, he doesn't share news, he's a piece of shit, uh, he's a race baiting asshole, he, you know, don't forget the Joe Rogan stuff, don't forget the vaccine stuff, the way he arrogantly talked down to people who were vaccine hesitant, arrogantly talking down to people who were doing research and looking for alternative ways to fight COVID, treat COVID, because the vaccine is not a treatment. The vaccine is not a treatment shaming people for looking for treatments. You know, I don't think he doctored the video of Joe Rogan, but you remember when they made Joe Rogan look all gray and green and yellow, make him look sick because he had COVID, um, telling, telling, reporting that, that he used horse medicine, horse dewormer. You remember I made a compilation of my first video podcast where I took a shit on this guy. He sucks. He's an asshole. He's a shill. He's talentless, he's a hack, he's a scumbag. He should never be allowed to to work anywhere near news. He should never be allowed to work in journalism ever again because he doesn't have the credentials to work in journalism because he sucks. Tucker Carlson, on the other hand, is by far the most watched legacy media anchor in the legacy media news business. Uh, Fox is going to die because of this. Fox was already dying, but it was really just Tucker Carlson that was keeping the show afloat, keeping this, this network afloat, but there, there are a lot of rumors swirling about why he was fired. They were apparently negotiating, renegotiating his contract because it was up. Uh, they were, they were talking over the terms and they just, uh, Rupert Murdoch decided to let him go. I believe it was because he was talking more. He was still talking against the network's wishes about January 6th. And he was talking about, he was, he was anti- You know, he was for ending the war in Ukraine. Um, He had a lot of anti-government... Not anti-government, but anti-establishment views. He had a lot of people on the network that he interviewed that had anti-establishment views. Jimmy Dore is a famous one. Tulsi Gabbard is a famous one. The list goes on and on. I'm not a big Tucker Carlson fan. I've never really watched his show. I've appreciated how nuanced he could be at times. I just don't like that that style of reporting. I don't like the style of news. I don't like the 30-second soundbite where you get argue where you argue for for half the time you get spoken over and then all of a sudden your time is up. You look like a maniac and then the the host, you know, hangs up the phone and then they talk about how much of a shill you are. Never been a huge fan of Tucker Carlson, but I did see that Biden joked about Tucker. And uh, his White House goons cheered because, you know, they're anti-free speech. He made a joke about how, he, oh, I'm still here. Uh, I still have a job. But Tucker Carlson doesn't. And everyone's like, hey, 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 cheering on because, you know, they've taken out. They've taken out a foe. They've taken out a guy who has big influence, who has a big following, who calls them out for their bullshit. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, this looks like the last thing that I'm going to talk about. Jeffrey Epstein's private calendar was leaked, and it was pretty damning. There were a few notable people that Epstein met with multiple times. The current CIA director, William Burns, no surprise there. Joshua Ramo, board member of FDX. And Noam Chomsky, and Catherine Rimler, the White House councilwoman. Counsel Are we surprised? It were, it's getting to the point where his calendar needs to be leaked, it, to see if we can get any sort of remnants of, you know, the list that people were pretending we were going to get from from the missus. What's her name? Uh, Giselle. No, not Giselle. I don't remember her name. Gloria Borger. I don't fucking remember her name. But I've said this before. I've seen the Epstein flight logs before i actually shared it on the podcast we read through them and i kind of speculated you know what each initial stood for bc i think was bill clinton pc i think was president clinton uh i don't know there i've i've seen lists where people claim they have typed up you know the names that they've seen on the flight logs i don't think everybody went there to have sex with kids i think it was a bit it was a big island it was a nice island I think it could have just been one of those things where they're like, hey, let's go to this party. You're invited to the celebrity party. And, you know, because I saw Chris Tucker was there. Eminem went there. Will Ferrell went there. I don't think those guys are going to F kids. At least I hope they're not. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, it's been a while, like I said. You know, I'm a little rusty, but I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And... Yeah, make sure to head over to the link in the description for the merch shop and support podcast, support the Child Mind Institute and please continue to listen to the to the podcast. Please continue to send feedback, participate in the polls, participate in the questions, participate in, you know, sending me voice messages, giving me comments giving me insults giving me feedback giving me suggestions asking me questions whatever whatever it is you want to do if you want to message me and tell me how i'm a piece of garbage go for it if you want to message me and and ask me how many freckles i have on my right butt cheek go ahead and ask me i might not answer but i'll still appreciate the sentiment (laughs) but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i'll catch you on the next one As always, stay safe and stay away from those crazies out there. Thank you.